This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, there was an article that ran in USA Today recently that, that caught my eye. And I have to tell you, it reminded me of the old everyone gets a trophy debate. And what's curious about the column is that it has nothing to do, at least on the surface, with sports in this country. But the more I read the piece, the more I wondered whether this is somehow linked to our national epidemic of parents intervening on behalf of their kids when the kids are not achieving what the parents had hoped for. Okay, let me explain. The article said that half of all United States high school seniors now graduate with an A average in school, 47% to be exact. Let me repeat that. Just about half of all our graduating high school seniors are now graduating with A averages. Now, now, a lot of us grew up in a system where the very best students received an A, uh, then there were B grades, C meant you were average, D below average, and so on. But traditionally, the grading system was set up so that maybe the top 10% of the class received A's and then went you know from there. So if you were a very good student, you got a B. If you're average, you got a C and so forth. But this article in USA Today goes on to explain that despite this rise in the academic grades, the truth is that the objective standardized test that we use in our country, uh, most notably the SAT, well, those scores are actually going down. That means that despite the fact that more students are receiving A's or A averages, the truth is that according to their SAT scores, they're not really doing as well as perhaps a generation ago. I mean, so this is a, to me, this struck me as kind of an oddity. I mean, on one hand, it's great that our kids are obviously so smart that half of them are now truly A students. But on the other hand, you dig a little deeper, the SAT scores are going downhill. What does all this mean? But look, first of all, I know, <laughs> I know I'm old school, but to me, this study suggests that perhaps as more and more sports parents uh, are intervening with their kids and their high school and middle school sports careers, well, maybe the same thing is happening when it comes to their kids and academics. That is, if a youngster comes home with a report card that isn't sprinkled or covered with A's, then the parents, well, maybe they're going to the kids' teachers and, and principals and asking for a sit-down to find out, you know, what's, why my kid isn't an A student, as opposed to perhaps going to their son or daughter and seeing why they aren't studying more and, and doing uh, more homework. Anyhow, as a result, 
rather than engage in these endless squabbles with the parents or their kids regarding grades, maybe the teachers are basically caving in and saying, look, if you think your kid's an A student, you know, mom and dad, sure, here's an A, fine. Or the kid comes and says, hey, I really think I, I, should, I deserve an A in this class. Um, and maybe the parents are just, war- I mean, maybe the teachers are just worn down as well. And again, it's all part of, the- I sense, and again, I don't, I don't have any hardcore evidence about this, but I sense that perhaps this is a growing trend in this country. Uh, and I'm curious to get your thoughts uh, as well on this, because it may be symptomatic of what is happening with kids in sports. Of course, I invite you to call in this morning. Our toll-free line is one 877 337-6666, that number is brought to, you by Mo, uh, hot, brought to you by Hot Summer Fun at Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, now through September 3rd. Now again, a lot of this is just speculation on my part, but in this day and age, it sounds kind of logical. And I'm curious whether you've seen this trend as well, because on a larger scale, I mean, I, my question is, is this something that we should be worried about? That is, in a society today where every kid gets a trophy, are we now reaching a point where every kid should get an A? Again, half the kids in America get A's when they graduate from high school and have an A average. I just worry that perhaps somewhere along the way, some of the more fundamental lessons of teaching a youngster a sense of work ethic or how to study properly or getting a real sense of what it means to put in solid effort and then being rewarded with a top grade, are we? Are those lessons being lost a long way for our kids? I, I, I just, you know, and maybe, it, maybe I'm totally off base on this. Maybe the fact is that our kids today are getting great uh, grades, are working that much harder, and obviously are earning these A's in the classroom. Uh, but again, I, I just think there are parallels here between what's going on with, with kids in school and perhaps their, uh, their, their hopes and dreams in sports. And a lot of this is being fueled by the moms and dads as, as to what's going on. I mean, I, I worry about the fact that as parents intervene and, and try to propel their kids, and I understand, of course, it's, it's difficult more than ever to, to, uh, to get into a top college, but I also wonder if, if along the way we're putting too many false dreams and false hopes into our kids' heads when it comes to uh, not only sports, but obviously into their academics as well. I, I, I just find this kind of, this is odd. I mean, I look, 20 years ago, uh, yes, kids got, got uh, A's uh, in school, but the percentage of kids graduating from high school with, with an A average was uh, significantly lower. So it seems this, this is creeping up more and more and more, and this is a problem. All right, one eight seven seven three three seven. 6666. Again, I could be way off based on this, but I'm curious as to why you think so many of our high school students all over the country are now graduating. Half of them are graduating with A averages. Let's start our conversation with uh, with Justin over in Nutley, uh, New Jersey. Justin, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, Coach. How are you, bud? Good. How are you? Good. There's a, there's a ton of different facets to this. Um, having worked in a school, you see a lot, a, a lot of different reasons for this. One, in all honesty, <clears throat> with the amount of parents that come in and talk or complain or X, Y, Z, it's, it's much easier to give a better grade than it is to fight tooth and nail. The parent goes to the Board of Ed, the parent goes to superintendent, the parent threatens lawsuit. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two, with the new evaluation system for teachers, with a lot of the percentage weighing on the state test scores, not so much in high school, but the 
regular state test scores um, throughout the year mm-hmm. that the students have to take now, it's 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 teach to the test, teach to the test, and maybe some of the stuff in the classroom gets left behind. So I'm not saying teachers, all teachers do this, but just thinking about it objectively, wouldn't it be easier to make the day-to-day rigor of the school easier to focus on the state test scores as to not get a poor evaluation? And then on the other hand, and i got to be honest with you, I mean, having family that works in schools at different levels of administration or positions, the first, and this never happened when I was a kid, and I'm, and I'm only 34, the first thing a parent will do, and, and this is not all, but it's, a, it, it's, more, it's growing more by the day, the first thing I'm going to do if I don't like something, I'm threatening a lawsuit. Well, you took that out of my kid, or you had a problem with my kid, or, the, or, or, or there's bullying involved. There's so much that goes into it where, and I'm not trying to say this, that people take the easy way out, but it's basically, why not avoid the headache? And, and that's, that, that's kind of the long so, and short of it, because you're, 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 you're under the microscope all day. Uh, parent threatens lawsuit. Principal comes to you. Super may make a phone call. It's all you're, The teachers are on the bottom of the chain of command, and it's, just, it's easier to kind of move them along than it is to fight tooth and nail for what you believe is right. And that's the unfortunate circumstance. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard the first reaction well, there must be something here. You, you, you have a prejudice against my kid. I'm going to get a lawyer. It happens every single day. Well, Justin, so what you're saying, in effect, is basically sort of dovetails with what I'm, I'm suspecting, is that a parent comes to you as a teacher and says, why come my kid's not getting an A or, uh, you know, over a 90 in this class? And you, you try to explain the rationale or what the kid's done with his, his studies, and the, ki- the parent says, nah, I don't want to hear this. You don't like my kid. I'm going to go above your head and... <laughs> And talk to the principal, or even threaten a lawsuit. So you say, you know, "Look, all right, fine. Give your kid the A. Fine, your kid gets an A. Fine." And if that's the way it's happening all over the country, that would explain how these grades are getting uh, super inflated. And now, again, I'm not saying every teacher will do that, but in the but in the day to day situation of working in a school, yeah. it is easier to. I'm, I'm trying to say this in a, in a nice way because, again, I'm not saying this is related to not. <laughs> no, you're doing, you're I doing fine. I'm doing fine. But, 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 but it's, just, it's just easier to make it so that the kids have a better opportunity to pass because you're going to run into a situation. If I came home with a C, my, my father's first question is, what would you do wrong? Versus now, the question is, well, that teacher must not be teaching right or that teacher must not be doing this versus 25 years ago in like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. If I got in trouble, what did you do wrong? Forget the grades. I mean, if you want to put a kid on the spot for doing something wrong, you have to really think about the next seven steps as to what's going to come. Who's going to call me? Who's going to call the superintendent? Who's going to threaten law? And it kind of goes the same way with grades because that's the first knee-jerk reaction is, is I'm going to call higher up, and I'm going to go higher than you, and I'm going to get a lawyer. It happens let me, uh, Justin, let me stop you there. Thank you for this call. You know, and, and Justin's point is, is right what we're talking about. We're talking this morning about why in a day and age where everybody gets a trophy, everybody gets, uh, gets rewarded regardless of their effort, that half the kids in America are now graduating with an A average at a high school, even though the evidence shows that the SAT scores are going the other way. They're, they're, not, they're not correlating. They're going the wrong way. 
And I'm questioning is that this is all because the parents are intervening on behalf of their kids in the same way they intervene on behalf of their kids in sports. Maybe there's a parallel here. one 337 6666 Dave Uram has your sports flash. When I come back from that, I'll go right back to your calls. Stay with me. And thank you, John. And uh, back here on the Sports Edge this morning, we're talking about a a startling rise in academic excellence uh, in our high school uh, graduating seniors. In a recent study, it's reported that close to 50% uh, of all high school seniors in this country now graduate with a solid A average. Now, curiously, in 1998, about 20 years ago, only 39% had an A average. So clearly, at least on the surface, our kids must be getting smarter. Except that the national average on SAT uh, tests have gone the other direction. And, of course, SATs are much more objective. It's you know, cut and dried. Kids take the test and uh, they, they plot uh, their, their, uh, their, their intelligence and ability to take tests against other kids around the country. And the SAT test has been around a long, long time. And as our kids in high school have their grade averages have gone up, their SAT scores, however, have dropped from a national average of 1,026 uh, out of a, a overall score of 1,600. They've gone from 1,026 down to 1,002 over that period of time. So if our kids are getting smarter, then theoretically their SAT scores would go up, not down. So something isn't adding up, and I wonder if this has to do with the fact and we heard from Justin uh, from uh, from Nutley a few minutes ago, a teacher saying, no, the parents are complaining all the time, so why bother? Just give the kid the A, and everybody goes home happy. Everybody gets a trophy. And I'm taking your calls about this at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's continue our conversation. Let's go to uh, to Brooklyn, and Richard is standing by. Richard, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Um, I, I, I would like to... Um agree with the gentleman that just spoke previously i mean uh as a as just a parent seeing and hearing um from other parents and um school professionals in private and public as friends of ours my wife and i um it, it, it's a battle and i'm not going to go to the high school because my kids are more in the lower school ages yeah but uh, the parents just can't accept that maybe the kid just didn't have a good day or they just didn't score well on a test or something and the parents cannot accept that their kids don't get a b or an a uh or a 90 or above and it's just there's been instances where the kid the parents would have the kid retake the test at home bring it back to school and say look he did better at home <laughs> yeah, well. and the teachers don't even want to argue with them and they're just like okay you know because what at the end of the day where is it going to go? They're just going to go to the administration and complain that the teacher isn't teaching properly. Meanwhile, you know, the the broad range of students, uh, some are getting A's, some are getting C's. It, it, it's all in between. And Well, what happens is, Richard, is, and, and you obviously are going down this pathway, after a while the grades become sort of meaningless because, you know, the parents are always getting involved and saying, no, 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 my, my kid would do better if he took the test at home or can retest it or the kid wasn't feeling well that day. There are a thousand excuses uh, that somehow the teachers have to sort of cope with, always knowing that if the parents don't get the results they want for their kid, 
the, the, the parent might say, you know what, you just uh, you don't get it, you don't understand, you're not a good teacher, I'm going to go talk to the mm-hmm. principal. And that's a real problem. And, and um, yeah, it, it is a real concern, and I, I don't know what, what lies ahead except that, well, for example— um, in fact, Richard, thank you for the call this morning, but let me move on. You know, uh, there was a study I remember a few years ago, I read where a high school in Texas, uh, the graduating class from this high school, and I'm not making this up, the graduating class had 37 valedictorians. 37! Apparently, all these kids, they all had straight-A averages, and they were all tied for having the best GPA in the school. I mean, really, thirty-seven kids are, are going to be valedictorians. I don't. I don't think all of them spoke at the graduation ceremony, but I know they were all saluted as being, you know, the top student in the high school class. That strikes me as odd. Um, and yeah, I said before, and I regret this. Getting into a top college is more competitive than ever these days. But if we're at a point where half the graduating seniors have any average. Perhaps the time has come to just focus on using objective tests like the SAT or ACT to really pinpoint which kids are are really absorbing the material. Let's move on. Let's go to um, let's go to Mike over in Staten Island. Mike, good morning. You're on the fan. Yeah, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, Mike. I mean, yeah, I'm a teacher, and a teacher teaching is a complicated matter, and you you're covering a lot there. And I I wanted to just give my my angle of it. First of all, I was telling the, uh, the the person that was taking the calls, number one. Yes, that's Brian Rascona, my my uh, producer. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I've been teaching since I've been teaching since 1990, uh-huh. and I've never and I've taught every grade from yep. from from elementary through middle school, mostly high school. I've never in my career been pressured by an administration or parent uh, in regards to grades. Good. So whatever grades I've given, so this 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 was alarming to me to hear that, you know, I I'm I'm, I'm I don't know what, what article you're referencing, but it just sounds, and I, I'm speaking for I, I can say I could speak for a bunch, everybody I've ever worked with, in in my career, and I've worked in a number of different schools. I don't think teachers are pressured to give kids grades. It might it might be some parochial schools. Somewhere I, I, I teach in public schools, and I don't want to put the onus on on, on 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 private schools as well. But also moving on, the other question that you presented earlier was the participation awards. I think those are good for the lower grades, but once the kids get into like into adolescence, you got to move away from that. You know, the, well, Mike, the participation I, I, stuff. I think most people now, I mean, as you said, I, the targets everybody getting a trophy. That's become sort of standard fare with uh, particularly younger kids when they're six or seven years old. But it, already there's a lot of debate about this. Uh, but to your question about where this article, my research, came from, this was a, a lead article that ran in USA Today on July 18th. The research comes from uh, two gentlemen, one's with the College Board, one's with uh, the University of Georgia's Institute of Higher Education, so, and they're saying that, you know, this is happening. They did a lot of research to point out the fact that grade inflation is occurring at, at an alarming pace. But, Mike, to your point, I am glad to hear that in your long, and I'm sure, distinguished career, you haven't felt pressure to change grades. But I have to ask you, do most of your kids get A's or B's, or is it a pretty sort of a straightforward bell curve in terms well, of... You know, it depends on the class. You've got some kids that are really into the material. Yep. And, you know, you have a situation where... 
I, I, I know, and, and sitting in my car and listening to it, yep. I mean, I've had, I've had situations where I've given, like, kids A's, but they earned it. Like, the whole class got an A, but that's been an aberration. Mostly, I, I try to strive for looking at the, a bell curve. The pe- yeah. when, when, you have a, when you have an equal distribution of A's, and you've got a, that bell where the C's and D's are. Yes. You, you know, the equal distribution of grades, then, then you're doing the right job. Once you have a skew when you have too many failures, and well, you have a skew with too many, when you have too many A's, there's a problem in your teaching. Um, so Mike, let me, that's, let that's me, let me uh, stop you there because I have other calls to get to, but I agree with yeah, you. One other, th- one, other thing, one other thing also is the other gauge, though, that's the equalizer. Yeah, is the state is the state test. So the A's are arbitrary from school to school, but what's consistent is the SATs. Yeah, and the state test. So if you have a kid who's getting straight A's and can't pass the state test, or is doing average on the state test, or who has done average on the SAT. Then there's something wrong. I, Mike, if, I, I agree a, with you. Let me, let me stop you kid, there. If but, a kid is getting, yeah. Let me stop you there because I agree with you. In fact, I will emphasize the reason why when a kid applies to college these days and he may have, he or she may have straight A's, but the SAT scores are just, you know, average or mediocre, that's, that's what the colleges say. Well, the kid may have had, you know, had a lot of uh, A's in high school, but objectively, they're not showing to be superior. And, you know, the usual response is, oh, my kid's just not good taking tests or good, not good on standardized tests or they get too nervous. But the reality is there are kids out there who do get A's in high school and obviously deserve them, but they also do well on the SATs or ACT. So that basically puts them to the head of the class, and that's what the colleges look at. Um, and again... It's nice for everybody to say, oh, my kid's an A average, has it as an A student, but in fact, they're really not because, you know, even though the high school says, sure, here's an A for you, have a cookie, but the fact is your SAT scores are just average, and, and that is a real concern. Let's go, to, um, let's go to Anthony also in Staten Island. Hi, Anthony, you're on the fan. Hi, how are you? Good, I Anthony. Would basi- I would basically narrow this down with, I think that potentially there's a lot of variables in this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the situations is also with the A's, how do we know that it's not being based on a curve? And the average student that technically 20 years ago would be getting the C's is now the standard of the A. Yes. And everyone is keeping up with that, and that's how you're getting A's. Um, there's but- the other situation that nowadays kids and parents want the kids to get A's, the, the whole millennial situation, everything's instant gratification. Right. So these kids are just cramming, and they're all getting A's because they're all studying. They're all doing the work, and they're all getting the A with the Internet and all the resources they have now today. It's a lot easier to become an A student, not like when we were younger. We would open up, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica and try to find some research, <laughs> find answers, and things of the old-school way of books. Now everything is an iPad or technology. Well, so uh, Anthony, I, make I, it easier. I, I, I will, I'm chuckling because I don't think any kid, anybody under the age of 30 would know what an Encyclopedia Britannica is. But oh, I absolutely. Do. But the fact is you're right. The Internet makes things a lot more accessible. And the other side of this coin, too, Anthony, and, and, and thank you for a call this morning, the other part of this is the fact that 
Yeah, you can make a case that particularly the kids they go through high school, the gifted students, the kids really are superior students. Uh, they get you know sort of pushed into the more advanced classes, the AP classes, whatever it might be. And they, you may have a situation where a class of of twenty or twenty five kids, they really are brilliant and they all really deserve A's. And you can make a case, well, yeah, they sure all get A's because they they are smart and they really know the uh, the the, uh, the subject very very well. So it sort of works both ways. But again, it gets kind of diluted when everybody's getting A or half the graduating class is getting A's. That is a concern, I think. And again, and particularly, as I said, the SAT scores are going in the opposite direction. All right, let me take a break. When I come back, we'll get more of your calls. Stay with me. And at uh, 9 o'clock this morning, Ed Randall will be here, and Ed will be talking baseball, as he does every Sunday morning during the spring and summer. Uh, make sure you stick around for Ed and his uh, lively conversation with his guest. And as always, I ask you to check out my website and blog at askcoachwolf.com. Okay, let's uh, a couple of notes here I just want to throw into the mix before we go back to our callers. And that is this article from USA Today also pointed out the following uh, items that uh, their research uh, suggests that much of the grade inflation, that is of kids getting A's as seniors, uh, graduating as seniors, uh, this much of this happens in uh, uh, neighborhoods, communities that are generally white and affluent, uh, those kind of school districts, and that in private schools, the rate of grade inflation is about three times higher than it is in public schools. And this is also, I thought, kind of curious, that the percentage of high school students, high school students receiving an overall grade average of B, not A, but a B, that's at 44%. So if you do your math here, if 47% of the kids are getting A's and 44% are getting B's, that means less than 10%, about 9% of all high school graduating seniors are graduating with a C average. And I'd like to believe that's all true, that our kids are uh, either very good or excellent students, but only 9% are average. I find that kind of hard to believe. Uh, Let's return to our calls. Uh, let's go uh, out to Huntington, Long Island. Wally, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Coach. And first, my condolences. Oh, thank you, Wally. Uh, uh, I, I'm a retired teacher, and I have two little stories to tell you. Yeah. When I first started, when I first started teaching many, many years ago, uh, there were 12 students on the principals list, which was a 90 or above for four years of high school. Okay. When I left, there were over 150. Well, well, well I said it again. When you first started, there were how many? Twelve. And then how many how many years later it went up to over a hundred? Over one hundred and fifty. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. All right. Uh, that's that's what we're talking about. Is it possible that everybody got that much smarter going through? All I, these? I, I I didn't see it. That's for sure. But <laughs> I mean, what, but I, I have one opposite uh, story. What you're talking about pressure from parents. Yeah. Uh, I had a young lady who I taught seniors and uh, needed a senior class to graduate, and she did nothing, and I kept warning her and sending notes home, and nothing was done, and nothing was done. So finally, she, she, she failed the course, and she didn't graduate. And the principal came to my room and said, you got to call the mother, because the daughter is threatening suicide. Ooh. So I called the mother up you know, with a lot of trepidation, and the mother was thankful and thanked me up and down for taking a stand once with her daughter. So that, that's a, the pressure of that was just would have been just overwhelming for any teacher, I think. Yeah, I, and I obviously that that's something. There was some serious disconnect there as to why the 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 kid just didn't wake up to the fact that you know you got to do some work if you want to get graduate from high school. I mean, there's no question you got to put some effort into this. 
Well, I, I just think that it was a situation where she got her own way because so many times that she just used any method she could to try to get what she wanted this time. Did she eventually, I'm curious, the kid, what happened to the kid? Did she eventually... She, she went to summer school and she graduated after summer school. So okay. there, was no, right. there was no problem. But Got thank it. you very much for taking the topic. Th- thanks, thanks, Wall. I appreciate the call. Let's go to uh, let's go to Mike over in Fresh Meadow. Hi, Mike, you're on the fan. Yeah, how you doing? Um, I think that uh, the major issue here is the A is symbolic, and we live in a do generation. We have a lot of stories of People who didn't do well in school but did well in life, yeah. schools have never changed. It's the same for 170 years since that first Industrial Revolution. The A is nothing. We need projects. We need doing things to be the quantification of, of success, not just, I got an A on a test. It has to be, I built it, I made it, I created it. And then everything gets balanced because you could see what somebody did as opposed to a test, the multiple choice. We need to, nobody wants to change the schools because it takes 12 years to see if it worked. No politician lives 12 years. Yeah, but Mike, and I I hear what you're saying, and I think I know where you're going with this, uh, and and, and thank you for uh, the call, but my, my concern is, in this day and age, kids today, the way our society is set up, for better or for worse, you know, everybody believes that the way to get ahead is to have a uh, go to and get a achieve a college education. And the way colleges are set up in this country, they're always looking at the kids at their academic performance in high school, their objective uh, performance on uh, SATs or ACTs, and that determines who gets into what college and so on and so forth. So the fact is, yeah, maybe we have to do more to re- uh, revolutionize our educational system. But the re- reality is, right now. A lot of kids, half half of our graduating seniors are getting A's uh, when they when they finish co- high school, and that is somewhat, I would think, uh, misleading in terms of their SAT scores. Let's continue on with our conversation. Let's go to uh, to Ralph over in New Jersey. Hi, Ralph. You're on the fan. Hi. How are you doing today? Good, Ralph. I've been teaching since 1975. Okay. And, okay. And one of the things that's interesting is that things have changed, but they've gone back to where they used to be. When I started teaching, uh, I started my first 15 years were in prep schools, and what you used to do is you used to have kids in classes to meet their skill level, and then it started being called tracking. And when people started hearing tracking, they started saying, "Oh, you're you're marking my kid as being dumb or something like that." Right. Well, okay. So then what they did was then for several years what they did was they said we're going to mix kids in schedules, and nowadays they're back to doing things again where they have kids in different um, knowledge levels and skill levels. Yeah. Only now they call it meeting their needs. And so what ends up happening is that uh, if you have seven kids in a skill level class with a teacher as opposed to uh, 20 kids are all going to be going Ivy League with a teacher, um, the kids in the seven could end up getting A's and B's because they're not they're not doing the same kind of work, mm-hmm. but, they're, but they're being graded on the basis of the work that they're doing, which is okay. Mm-hmm. So, so what ends up happening here is that you have a whole bunch of kids being graded on the basis of the work that they're doing, meeting the skills that they're being given. And so they are getting A's, but then the A's that they're getting, um, the colleges are not reading them because of the division that they're getting as saying, okay, now you can go to Harvard. There's, they know that the kids are still working at a certain level, and so that's what they're you know, when, just because they get A's doesn't mean that the colleges are now accepting those as being the same kind of grades as the honors kind of students are getting. Yeah, Ralph, no, I, I know what you're saying, and I think we all accept the fact that obviously, you know, the, 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 uh, the college admissions 
people look at a kid's transcript and say, well, this kid was taking a bunch of uh, advanced courses in high school and, and taking a lot of AP courses. Clearly, this is a superior student, as opposed to the other kids would perhaps have special needs. And yes, they're getting A's, but it's not the same kind of uh, the rigorous academic uh, uh, you know, transcript that the other kids have. But And you take a step back. The kids are all getting A's. They're all getting A's, except that some kids are, are taking much more difficult courses. So I right. hear you, I hear you on that, and that is that is a real concern. Except that you know when you you put us all together, and again you do this for a long time, you know you, you can see that this is something is something is the grades are almost becoming meaningless because they're not really focusing on on, on the actual academic achievement of the youngster, and that that's the concern. Yeah, in any case, that's true. Well, remember also that you have a whole bunch of teachers that are now in retirement age, and so what happens is the older teachers that used to be there would sit there and say, these are the standards, these are what you have to meet to get the grades. Yep. And nowadays, you have a whole bunch of teachers that, a lot of younger teachers that are coming out are not uh, trained as well and as skilled. That's what happens is, for example, like in reading in the language arts classes, they're not reading the same kinds of books that they used to read. They're not reading Catcher in the Rye and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're reading they're reading other things like The Devil's Arithmetic, which is a well written book, but it's not not as, as challenging. Right, right, right. Okay? Yeah. So what ends up happening is you have teachers that are not demanding as much, and the kids that are being put into groups, but now they're no longer calling it track tracking, so it's not a bad. Um, no, I, they, it's, Ralph. That's kind of it, another. That's uh, another excellent observation. As you said, you know the 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 the, um, the rigorous. Let's say, especially in English, uh, you know the rigorous books that are traditional in this country, and maybe with the new younger teachers, they're saying, "Well, I don't want to assign those books to read be read by my students, so I'll go with something that may be well written, but it's a lot easier to absorb." Uh-huh. And, and attracts the kid, but that doesn't teach the kid the same sort of academic standard that has worked in the past. And uh, and, and and Ralph, thank you for the call. I got to look at a break here, but you know, thank the, you. you bet. And and the, the fact is that all this sort of sort of comes out in the wash. I think when the kid has to take that SAT test and this question about their verbal and their math skills, if they haven't been prepared, even though they've been getting A's. From doing well in the classroom, if the academic rigors aren't as strong as they have been in the past, that may explain why the SAT scores are going in the opposite direction from from the GPA. All right, let me take a timeout. And let's try to get one more call in here. Let's go to John up in Westchester. John, good morning. You have about uh, 30 seconds. I, I, good morning. I mean, I absolutely agree. I think classroom grades are totally arbitrary, and on standardized tests, you can't fool the man. But I think that it goes back to now. Nobody reads. And when you read, you read in blurbs. You read specific to a one or two sentence thing that answers what you need to answer, and, and that's it. Without the ability to read, to understand, to grow and go beyond, we're sunk. And I think it's a dumbing down of the entire country, not just of, uh, of grade and high school students. Well, uh, John, I, you know, there were a lot of people, uh, and including my wife, who was a longtime English teacher, who would agree with you that, you know, we got to get our kids to read and read more. And, and that's really at the, the bedrock, the foundation of, of our kids learning to perform better in school. And if, in fact, the, it, the, the bottom line is that as the grades go up and yet the, uh, the, the absorption of the material, uh, learning vocabulary, learning grammar and syntax is going downhill, these are real concerns. And, and as you said, we now live in a world where uh, kids communicate uh, through short text messages and, and, and uh, emojis. 
you know, that doesn't bode well for for people who really understand or want to understand English and how to how to speak the language well. John, thank you for the call. Uh, and and you know, that is a concern, and I, I don't have an answer. And obviously, I'm I'm uh, when I was planning my my show this morning, I don't know how this would all go down in terms of because this is obviously a, a bit removed from from sports parenting. But clearly, I thought the parallels and your calls have obviously indicated that uh, you feel the same way. That you know everybody gets a trophy mentality is now infiltrated into our academic system as well, and that is a real concern for all of us. Uh, look, if, if you want to basically make sure your kid understands that, you know, to succeed in life, it involves hard work and they have to do their job, not only on the athletic fields, but also in the classroom and really perform. That's what it's all about in the long run. Okay. That's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Brian Rascona. Brian, I'm giving you an A. <laughs> Just like everybody else. <laughs> Please stick around for Red Randall. He's up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.